In today's episode, we're going to talk to Joni, the founder of Pure Remedy. She'll discuss the double-blind studies that prove the effectiveness of Pure Remedy at increasing blood flow, healing the skin, and even its effect against MRSA. And without a further delay, here we go. Joni, it's great to have you back. And um, I think we did talk a couple of times, and we were just sort of trying to get four hours of stuff into 20 minutes. So <laughs> what I'd like to do is you and I just have a nice conversation. We have a whole bunch of talking points and then we can divide it up into different podcasts so it'll be easier for people to listen to on their way to work or whatever. So That's for the people idea. who haven't heard the earlier ones, they are available you know, on our podcast and I'll give you that address at the end. But can you just... Tell us a little briefly the story of how was Pure Remedy born? Hmm. Um, it was born uh, in about the mid-1800s, actually. My uh, ancestors on my mom's side were uh, from Canada. And it was actually, it was really interesting, Gary, because um, back in the 1700s, it was a wonderful example of how the indigenous people from Canada, the First Peoples, really welcomed um, the community from France. They lived together. They created communities together. They intermarried for a few hundred years. And they traded together. So it was a wonderful example of different cultures kind of coming together and um, really integrating in probably the best kind of way. Um, So um, one of the um, things that happened was in about 1863, my great-great-great-grandfather, he was, apparently he was an iron worker, and um, his son, um, I, I don't ever remember hearing specifically what the accident was, but he got a really bad third-degree burn on his foot. And his son was two years old at the time, so that was my great-great-grandfather. Um, they took him to a town doctor who, if you can kind of imagine, you know, like a Civil War-era doctor with a little black bag and um, the rusty saw on the wall. I was going to say it with the hand saw. <laughs> Yeah. So the burn on this little boy's foot was so bad that it became infected and it turned into gangrene. And that gangrene, which is really black necrotic tissue, they call it, started to move up this little boy's leg. And so the doctor said, you know, um, the only way that we can try to save his life is to saw off his leg at his hip with literally pouring whiskey down his throat for the pain. So um, he said, you know, he was sure that the boy wouldn't survive that surgery, but he wasn't going to survive this infection either. So instead, my great-great-great-grandfather took his son to their medicine man. And this medicine man um, looked at the boy and, um, you know, he didn't say much. There, There wasn't a lot of hope kind of at that point. But he did go up into the forest for a couple of hours, and he brought back these tree resins. And he blended these tree resins and these flowers into a balm, an ointment. And um, the base of it was lard. You know, back in that time, the way that they worked with animals was so different. You know, we don't use any animal products now, obviously. 
but they applied that balm and within uh, the first day they could really tell that something was happening anyway long story short it took about three weeks it completely healed the the um, the infection and it resolved that necrotic tissue that's um, unbelievable unbelievable it slept off all that old dead skin and then new skin started to come back and um, so when he was older and teaching his children about the sap he used to like pull up his pant legs and say okay kids find the scar you know and they'd poke around and giggle and be like i can't find it um so that's what they did for um, i guess entertainment back in those days <laughs> so but, just to interrupt hold your thought yeah. i'm thinking of people who have bed sores yeah. or small ulcers or wounds that are yeah. healing but it never comes all the way up that would right. probably be very helpful in those instances. Well, absolutely. And I can tell you that our original healing ointment, even though it has this wonderful kind of natural, organic story to it, um, we have some really amazing science now that proves that our original healing ointment is the only product that is clinically proven and published to increase oxygen and blood circulation to the skin where you apply it. So that may not sound like a lot, but that is That's a how we really heal, big by deal. Bringing, bringing the oxygen yes. and all the nutrients. In. Yes. Okay, and these are real clinical studies, not just yeah. you tried it on three people and they got better. <laughs> Right. Uh, this clinical trial um, was, had a budget of about $150,000. We, um, it was a double-blind um, uh, trial that, you know, we, we filed with an IRB. We filed our protocol. It was accepted. It was approved. We went through the study, and then it was published earlier this year in the Journal of Wound Care. Okay, so it's a published, accepted so, study. Good for you. It is. A type 2 diabetic population. So they did have compromised circulation, but not any um, circulatory disease. And so, yeah, th up until this point, what I want to say is wound care doctors, physicians, nurses, the only way that they know how to really increase circulation and oxygen is there's two ways they can do it. Number one, they can hook up a patient to an oxygen tank which has its own, you know, limitations. Or number two, they can put the patient in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber. Yep. Other than that, there's nothing. Well, now there is something because you can just apply our original healing ointment to that area, and within about 30 seconds, we see the numbers go up. What a, so, what a change from yeah. a couple of generations ago. So now, <laughs> how old is the company? The company is 15 years old. Okay, so... so just thinking 15 years old yeah using organic herbs and saps and resins mm -hmm. and at the risk of sounding sexist being a woman who mm -hmm. is the ceo and founder yes. that must have been a very uphill climb yes to get things going That's why I like this <laughs> <laughs> It was. In fact, um, it's funny that you say that because I love this story. Um, in, uh, you know, I, I always knew, Gary, that I was going to um, spend my life advocating for this medicine because when I was about five years old, 
we had a big salve making day one morning and my mom, I will never forget it, my mom told me that the salve saved her life before I was born. Hmm. And I remember thinking, well, I wouldn't be here without the salve. And so I just knew at that time that I was going to try to get this medicine to everyone in the world that needed it. That would be what I would spend my life doing. And so um, fast forward, so I you know, went to college for finance and business and entrepreneurship. And um, my entrepreneurship professor loved this salve. And, you know, we... Um, uh, did TV commercials, you know, and all this. And it was just a, a lot of fun. So after college, we, my sister and my mom and I um, pooled our pennies together and hired the best corporate lawyer in Seattle that we could find for $200. And he sat there for one hour and just slowly deflated us and told us every reason in the world why three girls from the suburbs of Seattle could not take on the pharmaceutical industry. And we walked out of there with our tails between our legs, super, super defeated. And we did try, you know, to um, approach health food stores and sort of talk to them about it. But Gary, that was back in the 80s. I graduated college in 87 when uh, most of our health food stores were still selling Neosporin. And I'm not against neosporin but they were still there was no um perceived need in our consciousness for alternatives to antibiotics right and so i decided to take my finance degree and i spent about 13 years in investment banking learning about the pharmaceutical industry studying it um you know learning about um how the FDA works with the pharmaceutical industry, how we regulate our healthcare system and everything that kind of goes into that. Um, so it was very, uh, it, was a, it was a great educational time, time frame. But then I started to hear more about MRSA and some of these other superbugs. And then I got that. Aha that, moment. <laughs> yeah, that propulsion that came from within me that just said, you know, now is the time. And so in 2005, um, I walked away from the really luxurious lifestyle that had been afforded me by working for Wall Street. And I got a job waiting tables and I just started making one batch at a time. And, you know, we've been able to open, you know, several thousand accounts across the United States. And now we have this very loyal customer base. You know, I haven't had any money for marketing, and so the product really has to speak for itself. So now we're sort of at that point where here we are 15 years later where suddenly, it seems, the pharmaceutical companies have, have, for the most part, halted research and development for new antibiotics because they know that the stronger the antibiotics stronger the superbugs and we already have too many superbugs as it is so last time you were down at johnson's you brought a chart in that showed i think it was like 15 different organisms one of them being MRSA, and you did a second study not just yes not just on the blood flow but on actual counts of organisms and how effective the original salve was and can you talk about that a little because that is big because again 
a double blind, well, double blind, but a published accepted study that shows mm-hmm. that it kills a superbug amongst other infected That's agents. a very important distinction that I do need to say okay. is that this is not a human study. Right. This is a this is what they call an in vitro study, so it's just in the in petri a lab. dish. Right. right. So if it were double blind, it would then be. I, ap- that would I apologize for jumping the gun. <laughs> no, it's okay. But um, that it's sure. effective. We don't have an antibiotic, basically, to put in an in vitro study that is a, right. that's effective against MRSA. Yeah. So what they do is they take, um, let's say, this you know product of mine, the cold sore. Um, so they take the ointment and they put it on a Petri dish. Right. And then they bring um, these different bacteria into contact with that ointment. And the way that they can do it is they actually can count how many of those bacteria you start with and then at different time intervals how many are still alive. Okay. So you can say, um, you know, if you start with 1.1 million inoculum per gram and after one minute only 90,000 of those are still alive, that's a 93% kill rate. Not too bad. In one minute. The crazy thing is the, the microbiologist who actually designed the study and, and carried it out for us, he called me at the end of it and he said, okay, what is in this sap? <laughs> and I said, why do you ask? And he said, Joni, we have never had one product that kills every single kind of microorganism that we tested it against. So here's the interesting thing. Antibiotics are are created by people in labs that look at uh, one bacteria, how it procreates, how it breathes, what it feeds on, if it feeds on water or air, and they design an antibiotic that gets in there and it tricks that that bacteria into not reproducing. Right. But the bacteria are smart, though. They're so smart. I call them coyote smart. They work together really fast to figure out ways to procreate and in to a different way. And to work around it. Yep. What, and so here's my thing. Einstein, my favorite Einstein quote of all times. You can't ever, and I guess this is going to give people an aha moment, which is fine with me. It's good. You cannot ever really solve a problem at the level of consciousness that created that problem. And I think of my salve that way because what these tree resins do is they trap that bacteria in an antimicrobial, no water, no air environment. So they're either suffocating or starving. And they're also, because of that sticky consistency, disabling. This is really key too. The communication ability between these cells. So they can't work as a pack anymore. That's right. They're dead in the water until they suffocate or starve. Okay. So what that means is what the man, um, the microbiologist told me, is that because it works on both gram-positive and gram-negative and candida and mold, it will basically work on any bacteria. So the the sampling of these 11 microorganisms um, is is a pharmaceutical standardized sampling that actually um, encapsulates all the bacteria out there. Every every bacteria kind of fits into one of these 11 categories. 
Wow. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the whole, the whole point is this is how mother nature has done it all of these years. So we don't need 6,000 different blends depending upon what the infecting agent is. Mother nature's smart and the indigenous Indians way, way back, it was probably, well, it was passed on, but I, I like to think of it as it's trial and error. They probably tried something and it didn't work, but they found something it did work. They didn't need to go on the internet and to find out the exact <laughs> pathway. Right. And this organism That's is a little right. different. So which sap yeah. do we use? Yeah. Mother yeah. Nature's smarter than that. She has something mm-hmm. that works if we just use it the way she gave it to us instead of trying to make it better in the laboratory. Exactly. And these healing traditions were passed on from generation to generation, you know, not only in the um, education, like medicine people working with the youth in their communities and their tribes that they that show a lot of promise to be medicine people. But, you know, to take this a little bit deeper, um, medicine people, I have really come to believe can actually communicate with different elements of nature in a much more profound way than I think we can even imagine. So I'll just sort of leave it at yeah. that. No, and it's wonderful. I also like that the the product right now, they're all topicals, but they're all food grade. So you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about applying it near the mouth. Or I, I liked it with my children because if they if I put it on their hand and they sucked on their hand, I didn't have to worry about them getting sick. Yes. And so that is so wonderful. Um, I'd like to jump around a little bit if we can. Sure. You have... I do want to... Yeah, go ahead. By all means. About about that antimicrobial thing. Yeah. Um, um, Because these bacteria are so smart and they can figure out other ways to procreate. Yeah. Um... If you were to, let's say, um, you know, with a, a really good silver product, if you were to do the same um, study, the bacteria that comes into contact with these other antimicrobial ingredients, like maybe a good lavender oil or a good oregano oil, oregano leaf, you know, um, the, the bacteria will die close to where those, um, you know, where they contact that agent. But they will transmit signals saying, you know, we're dying over here. You guys move away. So if you've, you know, you can even just uh, on start running. <laughs> yeah, you can see how these bacteria kind of procreate in other areas of the petri dish, and that's where they do their um, um, mutating on their feet and they mutate into superbugs. That doesn't happen with the pure remedy. Because they can't talk or move. It's the terpenes, um, the sticky tree resins. And this is why we use full spectrum um, extracts, even with our marigold, with our echinacea, with our cedar. We're using, we're not just extracting one little element out of that. We're using all of the terpenes in the middle of all of these plants. Well, Mother Nature puts them there for a reason. They're not extra junk. We might not understand what it is. And we find that on the pharmaceutical side. If you use something that helps lower cholesterol from 
the plant world and use the whole extract, side effects are almost non-existent. But when you pull out what we say is the active ingredient and use that yeah, as a right. pharmaceutical, you have all the yeah. side effects. All that extra garbage wasn't garbage in the plant. It was exactly. there for a reason. Exactly. And I do have to say that some of the largest pharmaceutical companies are still sending their executives to some of these medicine people that I've established wonderful relationships with on reservations in the United States yeah. to find out what they're, what you know, products, their ingredients that they're using so that they can extract it, so that they can patent it and take control over that Wasn't plant. Wasn't it Einstein that said if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and get it expect a different result that's <laughs> insanity so we're insanity. still doing it yeah, we're still going right. to the plant kingdom taking right. an active ingredient out concentrating it so it's much more effective and then we yeah. wind up hurting and killing a lot of people with it instead of yeah. helping them yes. okay well i'm glad you are here okay <laughs> i'm i love the original and we recommend that often but you have and if we could just do a short segment and just go down yeah. a lot of the different products because a lot of them have the original or most of the original as the foundation but you've mm -hmm. added other things for specific reasons something big issue is eczema and we all, yeah. everyone should know that when you have a skin condition acne eczema there's usually a gut issue a digestive issue exactly and you have it's to fix that so, yeah and exactly. so that I'm sure you're going to have for one of our webinars a nice protocol for fixing the gut. And we'll hit that later because I have too much to yep. talk about today. But okay. eczema are, and then if we could do acne after that. But sure. one of yes. the problems is no, I have adults coming in, or especially the high school and the college kids coming in. They're hard to get them to change their diet. And even if you do get them changing their diet, what can I do about these pimples today? Yes. So it's all yours. Wow. Okay. Um, yes. So <clears throat> one, of, one of the biggest culprits that I know after working with people for so many years is dairy. Dairy is so um, inflammatory to the system because the, the molecules that make up cow's milk are larger than the molecules that make up human mother's milk. And so if you think about it just from that kind of overall, um, you know, nutrition is so key to all of this, Gary. So this is where I want to dive in and just talk about nutrition right off the bat. Okay. And I'm not being an activist. I'm not trying to change people out there. But I am saying that dairy is messing with all of us. It's all the of us. same thing as your car. If your car is supposed to run on premium octane gas, you don't put kerosene in there. They're both fuels. They great, both burn. But you're going to yeah. ruin the engine. But thank God we can yeah. buy another car. But we don't exactly. think of our body. We have to fuel it with what fuel it was designed to burn. To run. I love that analogy. That's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think about a big molecule like this, it's like a bowling ball compared to our systems, the way that they're designed. Yeah. <clears throat> so this, the body, in order to digest this and push it through, it has to actually create um, mucus <clears throat> in order to, to make it slippery enough to push these big molecules through. So here's the big truth. Yeah. 
Our bodies are designed to expel 70% of our daily cellular waste through our skin pores. Wow. Yeah, more than our kidneys and our colon combined. So that means that, you know, the liver wants to not accept all of these toxins because it's just trying to keep up. I mean, look, we've, the liver is busy. It has to also process our emotions. Um, you know, it's not just the food, the, the waste. It's, you know, it's busy. So what it does is it pushes out whatever it naturally thinks it can into our bloodstream. Our bloodstream takes those, those particles out to our lower extremities, away from our organs, our face, our hands, our feet, and it pushes those through, um, um, through our skin pores. Okay. If our skin pores are blocked, then you can think of it like a traffic jam. Okay. Then all those toxins get built, backed up. So if, um, if this is a, a skin pore and all of these toxins are kind of lining up, waiting to be pushed out through that skin pore and it's blocked, then you have toxins that are rubbing up against the, the, um, the lowest you know, level of skin and tissue. And so then you get all these toxins here that are like little pieces of kryptonite to the skin. And so it just creates more inflammation closing that hole even more and so the the skin just starts and a lot of that metabolic waste is food for certain bacteria exactly and so then exactly the nature must bring the bacteria in to try to get rid of this waste that couldn't get out and then you start getting the pustules and more pressure and more inflammation and it just spins out of control and so you think about when does this most of this action happen? Most of this action happens at night when you are regenerating in yeah. REM sleep, in deep sleep. That's when your body can really kick it into reverse and start pushing Clean out everything we took in during the day. That's why in the morning, I don't know about you, I won't speak for anybody else, but let's just say for me, my face feels a little dirty and greasy and grimy. Um, you know, I can tell that I've uh, released some toxins under my arms, on my feet, um, in my mouth. You know, uh, there's all these kind of traditional places where on our bodies that we want to clean out in the morning. Yeah. And so the way that the skin on your face handles that is it produces more oil because oil kills bacteria. Okay. And so what happens with acne, so we're starting out with acne first, is that in the morning, um, if, you, if you have put something that's supposed to dry out your skin, oh my gosh, now your skin is really in a state of panic. And it really has, studies do show that acne, in a sense, increases uh, cortisol because it's literally, your body is in a state of... of um, stress it's 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 sensing that there's bacteria uh, overgrowth of bacteria and waste and so the only thing that it knows how to do is to produce more oil so that's the problem you have toxins you have oil and you have closed off skin pores now because of all of the inflammation and then 
if you think about it, if we're eating the standard American diet, we don't have the nutrients we need, but if we're eating all those hydrogenated fats that yeah. turn solid at yeah. room temperature, let alone at yeah. 98.6, they're solid, then the oil can't flow through the pore because it's congealed, which plugs it even more. And that's why... Plus, then you throw in, like, you know, dirt, pollution, yeah. makeup. Make uh, nice cement for the pores. Typically, in, and here's the worst thing, and this sounds like I'm talking about other products in not a nice way, but, but most lotions, skin lotions and skin creams clog your pores. Right. And they're typically about 70% water. And so then you have to have the preservatives in there to, you know, to um, kill the bacteria because water grows bacteria and it dries out skin. Water is actually one of the worst things that you can do for your skin. Yeah. So the Pure Remedy approach is completely different than drying out your skin and putting water-based lotions. Um, the Pure Remedy approach is to draw, open those pores, draw out those toxins that are trying desperately to leave your body and to topically kill that bacteria while flooding your skin with everything that your skin needs. So immediately you should feel a sense of calm and soothing because the signals are not being sent to your brain anymore that your skin is in distress. Okay. So because the salve is, is um, our acne salve is the same as the base of the original healing salve. So that is drawing out, opening up, um, the, uh, drawing out those toxins from your skin. So uh, I think I've shared with you, I have many, many, many photos of, you know, like embedded splinters. Yep. Where the salve will draw that splinter out overnight and when you peel the Band-Aid off in the morning, the splinter's already deposited onto that Band-Aid. So it's doing the same thing overnight. It's just helping to clean out your skin pores and clear out so you're opening that exit path. And so what does that do for your liver? Your liver is just saying, oh, thank you. <laughs> so we can get even more work done because it's yes. not backing up. So exactly. So when you start using the Pyramid, you want to drink a lot of water Okay. to help flush all that through. And how often should it be applied? Um, um, in the, the morning, acne. at night. Okay. Yeah. And, morning and night. And since it is a salve, is it, people always think something, if it isn't real liquidy and watery, it's going to clog the pores. Exactly. That's why this education is so important. What? Okay, so whether it's the skin on your elbows from psoriasis, whether it's the skin on your face from acne, whether it's a, a wound, you know, a gangrenous wound, skin only needs three things to thrive. It needs to breathe so that it's releasing toxins. Yeah. It needs to be um, um, uh, free of bacteria okay. and microbes. And it needs to have fresh blood because our own blood circulation, our own blood is the great healer. Look, I mean, you know more than I do, but our blood contains enzymes, growth factors, uh, vitamins, oxygen. It contains everything that 
our skin needs to thrive and grow. So by getting everything out of the way that shouldn't be there, and by guarding against any bacteria that might come in, and by bringing fresh blood to the area, you're literally providing the environment by using the Pure Remedy salve for the body to heal itself. Wonderful. And, and that's, the, that's the bottom line. And that is so great. And going the pharmaceutical way, we use benzoyl peroxide to dry it. And most people say the skin gets red right. and flaky. We right. use topical, sometimes oral antibiotics, which short-term kill the bacteria so the pimples yeah. shrink. But yeah. the majority of the people, when they finally stop taking the antibiotic, their acne comes back worse than it was worse. because right. all you did was suppress the, the body's way of trying to heal it. And so you, and it hasn't done anything to remove all those toxins so that you're are still building, trying to get out. Building up, building up. Okay. Yeah, you're totally masking the problem. So that so, that is wonderful. Yeah. Now let's seg yeah. into eczema. Your it's eczema exactly part. the same thing. I yeah. mean, that's why I spent so much time setting it up because it's exactly the same thing. When you use steroids or antibiotics, um, you are calming down that topical situation. But again, when you stop using that, it's making it worse because those that the original problem has not been solved. It just hasn't been solved. So you know, it's a it's that five pronged approach that we were talking about earlier. It's having a healthy gut. It's bringing fresh blood to that skin and tissue. It's um, supporting your gut with a really good probiotic that you love. Um, and it's drawing out those toxins and bringing that fresh blood to the area. Okay. It's all about blood circulation. And, I'll... and now that we have our, our you know published clinical trial. That shows uh, that it does do that. Yes, we're literally the only topical product in the world that can make that claim. Okay. That by using, applying yeah. the salve topically, the pure remedy, that you're um, It'll do all that. Fresh and yeah. then the yeah. people have to do a little work too because there's yes. also the decreasing stress because that stress yeah. is the adrenals and you don't get your sleep. And... Mm -hmm decreasing your toxic exposures just you know we keep talking to people about just the cleaning products they use in their houses and the women men now also are putting on hundreds of chemicals on their skin or before yeah. they even leave the house and also all these toxins if we can lower the load the body can take care of it better but also yes. we don't think about it it can be toxins from bad or toxic relationships are right. toxic the liver yeah and so we mm -hmm. really need to do all the things we talked about but you have to take charge of your life and start reassessing what's important and what isn't to help lower your stress load and your toxic load so it's so important and now more than ever gary not only because of um how the environment is changing so fast, but our political environment is changing, our communities are changing, and we just absolutely have to get back into what feels good, what supports me, what can I do to love and self-care so that I can be a better presence in the world. Absolutely. You know, we really need all of us to, to bring our heart and our highest level of consciousness 
into all of our interactions. Absolutely. You, know, you can't do really it with a pill. It takes a lot of work. So you can't do it with a pill. <laughs> what? So I assume the bases are similar, but there's different ingredients in the eczema and the acne. Yes. What sort of things do you are different yes. about them? Thank you. Okay, so with the eczema, um, and uh, thank you, Dave. Dave is just, we have our new um, half ounce. These are under $10. They're just a great grab and go. Um, but what's different about the eczema, and this is so much fun because um, I do want to back up because I actually realized that I didn't sort of say the basic. Go ahead. The secret um sort of like the ancient Chinese secret, you know, of the pure remedy is that this medicine man knew to combine pine resin yeah, and the resin from a Canadian fir tree, which is a, basically a Christmas tree, and also, Gary, the resin from an elderberry tree. Hmm. And so you've got, as it turns out, pine has been shown to be effective against gram-negative bacteria. Yeah. Fur is more effective against gram-positive bacteria, so that's all the bacteria. They all either, either have to be one or the other. And then you have the resin from an elderberry tree, which, you know, elderberry, there is some significant um, uh, data out there showing that it's probably has very powerful antiviral. Yep. So we've got the, the antibacterial and the antiviral. So for me, what we do is, is tree medicine. Okay. That's what pyramid is, is tree medicine. So when I started looking into eczema, the one thing that you'll see when you look through the homeopathic pharmacopoeia and, you know, blogs and books and studies with my grandfather and his grandfather is that cedar is a very um, widely used ingredient for a variety of skin conditions, including um, eczema. So our eczema formula was my first foray into other kinds of tree resins. And so now with the eczema we're using, we call it thuja. It's sort of right. commonly um, used in our industry, but it's actually cedar tips. Hmm. And again, we're doing the full spectrum. So we're getting all of those phytochemicals out of the cedar tree as well as the resins. And that is giving us a fourth pillar to help... Um, just bring in that extra added muscle to really bring uh, a, a different level of healing to the skin that we do need for eczema. Okay. But it still has the same traditional powers. It's, you know, it's still our three powers. It draws out toxins. It kills bacteria, manages bacteria, and it brings fresh blood. So if... I'm using the eczema salve for me, and my wife or one of my kids gets a bad scrape, yeah. and I don't have any of the original. I could use the eczema. You absolutely Because could. the base is there, and the body will use what That's it needs right. to use. So That's right. ideally, it would be nice if everyone yeah. had all 10 different ones, but they are somewhat broader than just what they're labeled for. Exactly. Okay. And the original and the eczema are my two that are most similar. Okay. So um, the, the Thuja is wonderful for eczema. It really is. Um, 
but you know some of my other products really do have ingredients in there that help to target so for example the fungus ointment that's another big one it's a really it's yeah it's just i love the fungus ointment because it's just an old workhorse okay so let me before you dive in and then maybe that'll be the segue into that people have recurrent athlete's foot and they mm-hmm. use some of the commercial over-the-counter antifungals. It's the itching and the cracking stops. They stop using right. it, and two, three weeks later, it's back. And then a right. lot of people have athlete's foot, and they're also getting, we're seeing huge amounts of nail fungus. Yeah. And so, yeah. go ahead, talk about Okay, in there. Yeah, so what happens when you treat something topically? with a, a cream or a powder, it will kill that fungus that it comes into contact with. But again, it's not getting to the root of the problem. Our skin has seven layers of skin. So like when you see a chart, it's seven layers, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. At the bottom of that seven layers of skin is like a field of grass. It's our stem cells. And so these stem cells are always kind of, you know, growing new skin at their rate you know you've we've all heard that our body kind of regenerates itself in this and our skin like once every six weeks by increasing circulation it's speeding up that stem cell production okay and it's actually growing skin faster so that is the next level of um clinical trials that we're going to be working on is to be able to quantify how fast our salve is heal um, speeding up the production of new skin what that means is that the salve is penetrating down through all seven layers of the skin um, in about 30 seconds because that's how long it takes in our clinical trial to show that circulation is starting to increase so the salve is penetrating through all seven layers of the skin so that those little molecules of of bacteria and um, the fungus, uh, the candida molecules, these molecules, Gary, are so smart, and they can find these little hiding places. They really can. That's why these chronic infections, you know, people that suffer from MRSA, they'll take bacteria, um, antibiotics, and then it will end up coming back. And that's because these bacteria, like we were referencing earlier, are so smart. If they see an onslaught of antibiotics coming, they can find a little hiding place, um, you know, like in a little fatty tissue or whatever, and and they'll be like, okay, phew, we survived that one, and then they'll just start procreating again after the antibiotics leave. So it's the same thing with fungus. So what the pyramid does is it gets it from the top and from the bottom because the blood, by bringing fresh blood to that area, it's sort of like that rising tide lifts all ships. It's actually our blood has antimicrobial powers too. Mm -hmm. So by bringing all this blood in from the bottom and by tackling it from the top, that's why we hear time and time and time again you know, I've been dealing with this one skin condition or whatever, nail fungus, for 20 years, and it'll go away, and then it'll come back. It'll go away, and it'll come back. And that's why we have such a loyal following is because our products seem to uh, manage the problem permanently. Excellent. So, yeah. So, last time you were here, you were talking about, for people who do have 
athlete's foot, you will massage it in the whole area a few times a day. What about the mm -hmm. nails? Any hints on people with fungus in their nails th that yeah. could be helpful? Because that's something the pharmaceutical answer are some of the very strong antifungals. You have to have liver function tests because it can damage the liver. And most people decide I'd rather lose my nails than damage my liver. But there is hope and we've had very good results with your fungal cream. So could you explain mm -hmm. the best way to use that? Yes, we actually, my sister discovered this approach um, seven or eight years ago um, because um, water gets under the nail yeah. where it mm -hmm. is, um, and same like with MRSA in our sinuses, for example. Um, these microbes really thrive where it's dark and warm and moist. Okay. And so under the nails, in our sinus cavity, it's dark and warm and moist. And so a little bit of water can get under there and really start to feed on itself and grow fungus really quickly. Um, especially if we're in an area like in a locker room at a gym where there's already quite a bit of fungus growing on, you know, flip-flops and in the showers. Um, so the way to really speed up the healing for nail fungus, yeah. oh my gosh, customers I'm sure have really benefited this and love it, is that you, I'm going to show you actually, um, before you shower, you put a little bit, can you see that? Yeah. Put a little bit of the Just right under the nail. Under the nail, and then a little bit on top of the nail. Right on the nail bed. Right in there. And you can put it right on the nail, too. It won't do the nail any harm. Right? You could just oh, do yeah, the whole. No, but you don't have to force it under the nail. No, just, just a little. So you're really yeah. just almost sealing off the nail. That creates a barrier. Okay. So that water, because water can't penetrate through our products. And that's part of the genius of our products is that there's no water and water can't penetrate. Okay. So you shower and then you dry off really well. And then you just apply a little bit more like this. And you go about your day. And then at night you do the same thing, apply some. And um, it heals, it resolves that nail fungus really fast. Okay. My sister applied about three applications and her nail fungus was gone okay. in about a week and a half. And, didn't even do it every And the trick is you, you, the nail grows so slow that the nail that's already discolored and real thick isn't going to turn into a good healthy nail. It'll be the new <laughs> nail growing out will be healthy. You know what's so crazy, Gary? Yeah. It does. It does because I know... It does. So the nail will start looking healthier, even the yes. damaged nail. Yes. Excellent. Well, thank really you. Really hard to. Believe, I hope I never personally experienced that, but I hope you don't either. A lot of times, if women have had a pedicure or something like that, it might look like fungus, but it's actually just nail damage from the chemicals in the nail okay. polish. Okay. So, um, yeah, it really does. Okay, well, I'll it, have to ask people to show me their nails before exactly. and after. Exactly. So that thick nail just sort of, you know, starts flattening um, out. It does. It does. Unbelievable. Yeah. I know. Okay, I know. while we're on skin, years yeah. and year, years and years ago, when I first got out of pharmacy school, there were a couple of drawing salves on the market. And mm. one of them was, I, I forget the name of it. It smelled terrible, but it worked. Ichthamol it, or something. It was either like Ichthamol or Ergaf I think it might have been Ergaphine. 
and it worked really well and it was made by um Upjohn and you'd put a couple of dollops on and it would just draw whatever it was right up and out and it was very effective it seemed to be very safe and they stopped making it and the reason they stopped making it was with a lot of the pharmaceutical companies it's all about dollars spent and dollars earned and yeah. that one ounce tube a family could use it for 10 or 15 years because it was so effective yeah. so they stopped making it because it worked too well and since then is that right yeah isn't that amazing they weren't selling enough of it so it didn't pay yeah. so I was yeah. thinking yeah. make the tube a lot smaller and charge more money for it but right. so anyway you have a black salve which is yeah. phenomenal and works your regular original works at drawing out splinters and minor um, pimples that can bring them up and out because of how it mm -hmm. works what's the claim mm -hmm. to fame of the black salve the drawing salve so we lovingly and jokingly call our black salve our original salve on steroids. <laughs> okay. It <laughs> yeah, works that well. It works that well. Yeah. It's no joke. Um, the black salve, I took the original healing salve and added quite a bit of just straight bloodroot powder. So there's a little bit of like a thicker consistency to it. Okay. Um, but that bloodroot powder... It smells like cayenne pepper. It really gets the blood circulation going. So technically what's happening is it's not actually pulling up from the top. It's increasing circulation so much that the circulation is pushing, pushing, up. pushing up whatever is in there up and out. So that means, um, um, you know, like if, if you have a tick or something that you really need or, you know, a, a, a poisonous spider bite or a mosquito bite if you're concerned about diseases that mosquitoes might carry or um, um, my favorite story this is just one of my favorite stories uh, we have this wonderful health food store in Bakersfield California called Cone's Health Food Store and the owner um, of this uh, she has given me permission to tell this story okay. um, she was 50 years old when she told me the story. When she was five, she in her leg she had some stitches, some temporary stitches that were supposed to dissolve. And so the stitches never fully dissolved. And so for 45 years, she had just a little bump on her, on her thigh. Okay. And so she, one day she thought, well, why not? I'll just put the black salve on with a Band-Aid and see what happens. So she put some on, went to bed, kind of didn't think about it. And then the next day she took it off and there was like a little piece of something sticking out. She called it, it looked like a lentil, a little black lentil. So she kind of picked at it <laughs> and, then, and she was like, what's that? And so she got her uh, magnifying glass and she pulled out, she kind of, you know, started picking at it and she pulled out like a 12 inch long string from her leg that's been like in there forever pulling it up <laughs> wow yeah. yeah yeah so that's amazing so, it is amazing um but you know again that drawing power and then bloodroot is also a very interesting ingredient in and of itself and there are some interesting studies that have been published in pubmed that you can find about the efficacy of bloodroot against other certain um skin conditions so 
Um, we do have a local doctor that is doing some interesting um, case studies with our black drawing staff. Excellent. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so um, it's just a very uh, versatile product. But one of my very favorite ways to use that black salve yeah. is sometimes around our office we'll do Friday facials. So, you know, that means um, pulling back your hair. And so we usually break the new people in with this, and we haven't made you do this yet, but you I pull back I won't have to pull hair. back my hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're lucky then. Yeah. Um, and we, you just put the black salve all over your face. There's some Oh, that must look beautiful. Yeah, on our Instagram page. Um, and you leave it on anywhere between five minutes and an hour. Yeah. And then you, you just kind of blot it off with a towel or, you know, with um, some paper or whatever. And it just makes your skin absolutely glow. Okay. Well, next time you're out, heads. we'll take a 15-minute break and... <laughs> Get everyone coded. It's actually a really fun thing to do is to take before and after pictures. Okay. So I always do a little pyramid facial, like if I'm if I have special plans or if I'm speaking somewhere, if I'm gonna okay. go out, you know, on the town on a night or something and I want it, my skin to look uh, my best, vibrant. I'll do a black All right. facial. Let's go a yeah. whole different way. The population's getting older. Mm -hmm. And People are realizing things don't have to change that much as we get older. And I'm starting mm -hmm. to talk about um, having sexual relations. And women are mm -hmm. going through menopause with mm -hmm. all the estrogens in the environment and the young girls reaching puberty at 8, 9, 10 instead of 16, 17. And then I we're know. finding what? I mean, that's, that's crazy. from all the chemicals and the plastics. They're all estrogenic. And and all the hormones oh, we're putting cool. in the milk, and then we're drinking out of the plastic bottles, and oh. a lot of the chemicals we're using on the crops are estrogenic-like, and we're eating yeah. way too much of the wrong type of soy, and we're giving little baby boys that don't tolerate formula soy milk, which is estrogenic. Yeah. So we're messing yeah. everything up. But it seems yeah. as the years go on, either... Men perimenopause and menopause and the symptoms are getting much worse or yeah. women are being more comfortable talking about the issues they're having. And yeah. one of the big issues we find is a lot of women, their libido is still there, but mm -hmm. as the estrogen drops, the vaginal tissue gets more friable, more delicate. It's not as moist and so intercourse mm -hmm. hurts. And yeah. what what's available on the and it's just not possible, right? You know? And what's available yeah. on the pharmaceutical side, they have some feminine moisturizers or lubricants. But if you start reading the ingredients, you can't even pronounce the name of any of them. It's a hundred percent chemical. And why would you want to put chemicals on the vaginal tissue, which is one of the most delicate tissues in our body? And so, actually, if I may. Yeah. The number one drug prescribed for feminine moisturizer yeah. is called Premarin. Yeah. Premarin stands for pregnant mare's mare urine. Urine. Yeah. Okay. I am an animal advocate, and I am going to be talking about this from the highest mountaintop until I die. So what this company <laughs> has done is they figured out that by ingesting pregnant mare urine, those hormones help women... Um, you know, to 
replace the hormones that they're losing. What they do, Gary, is they keep these mares tied up in a cross tie in a stall for more than a decade sometimes, and they don't even let them lay down because they're, they're, they're attached to a urine collection bag. They keep the horses pregnant. As soon as the horses give birth, you can look it up online. There's photos of them, you know, really horribly killing the babies in front of the moms. They inseminate them, and they get them pregnant again right away. To keep the urine. They're called Premarin right. mares. Women do not know that when they take Premarin, they're literally ingesting pregnant mare urine. The other thing that they don't know is that that, um, is that drug is the number one leading cause of cancer yep. in women over 50. And this has been going on, I believe Premarin came on the market in the 50s. And it yeah. was the number one. And not to make yeah. an excuse, if there's no other alternative, maybe yeah. a bad choice is better than no choice. But we have bioidentical hormones available. And we yes. have hormones that chemically, even if they're made in the lab, are the exact same structure as what the female human body makes. So there's no need yeah. for that. And also, a lot right. of women were finding when they go into menopause, they might have a lot of menopausal symptoms, but they don't need estrogen. Yeah. You know, the, body, yeah. the problem is the body was meant to have low estrogen, hormones go up for decades, and they're yeah. supposed to go down, but our bodies yes. get stuck that we like that level, and we're not, we don't, yeah. humans don't like change. So right. going at it a different way, instead of trying to keep the hormone level at a 25-year-old, which is right. probably isn't healthy for a 40, 50, 60-year-old woman. I agree. I, Women have been looking for something safe to use in the vaginal area that's natural, yeah. that's going to accomplish what I want, and I'm not yeah. getting one thing and probably risking a big right. problem. So right. how was that for a segue into the feminine moisturizer? I love it. And it's great. I think and this I is a, something we need to talk up. about today exactly okay exactly go ahead run no with problem it talking about it and i'll share from my own experience um so i'm almost 55 i've been uh i went into menopause at 45 a little young and so i did start having um these kinds of same experiences and i have really wonderful conversations with women all over the world who call me i mean you know um talk about their own experiences so again Gary, it's all about blood circulation. Yep. When our hormones start to come down as women in the vaginal area, we just have decreased blood circulation. And so again, that is a really big part of it because with the decreased blood circulation, then that tissue is thinning and it tears easily and you know it it is more available for candida and bacteria to enter that tissue so and i do want to say you did say in the beginning that women still have that drive that uh, the libido but from my experience of really talking openly with women once menopause hits that the sex drive can can it, very yes, it much can. decrease. And then if it and hurts so, to have intercourse, then, the desire goes away. Yeah. Why would you do something that exactly. hurts? 
Exactly. And in many cases, and this actually did start to happen to me, is that it just wasn't even possible to have sex. Mm -hmm. You know, it just wasn't possible. And the first time it happened, I thought it was like an emotional thing. I thought, like emotionally, I was shutting my partner out and I felt really badly about it. Um, But that's not what was happening. It's just that, you know, it just physically wasn't going to happen. And so that was about 10 years ago. And that's when I started to formulate the feminine moisturizer. So I did this for myself. And what I realized was, um, and the way that I formulated it was I took out some of those tree resins because it was just, you know, too much. And then I added more of the organic extra virgin olive oil and more of the elderflower. So it is a lovely um, blend of the ingredients that are in my original healing sap, but a totally different blend. Okay. This feminine moisturizer was part of our blood circulation study. It is clinically proven to increase circulation. So what happens is um, that with consistent use, both internally and topically, that the blood starts to come back to life and start to, and then back again to our seven the layers tissue of tissue and stem cells, it starts to move those stem cells faster and build skin and tissue faster. Okay. Then it blocks bacteria from coming into the skin because it's building stronger skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also kills candida really Which fast is a big in that. problem. It's a big problem. So what we find, it just, long story short, is um, like, that we want to use that feminine moisturizer until, um, you know, people say, well, how long do I have to use it? Well, the, the initial protocol is internally and topically three times a day. You really don't want to let your tissue dry out. And then you, you've got to use a really good panty liner. Because that is, it's an oil-based product and it will stain your undergarments. Okay. So the, the side benefit is, is that um, women who use this who are having uh, sex with men, the men are also gaining um, some... Increased circulation. <laughs> increased circulation. It just it's makes everything all a little about. more fun. Exactly. So exactly. after, if a woman finds now... She, the, the tissue is much more comfortable and happy. How, yeah. Does she use it daily or once things are going along fine? Usually, yeah, usually, you know, you can kind of... Um, on and off. On and off with it. But um, most of my friends, I'm thinking about one in particular, she is 70. And she just applies a little bit at night before she goes to bed all the time. Okay. And that way she's always ready for, for sex. You right, know, you don't have that, to plan it. It can that moment be spontaneous then, again. Exactly, exactly. Which then takes um, the mental pressure off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then with that increased circulation, her libido is back. Yep. And so her husband is also, you Everyone's know, 72 happy. and they, <laughs> everyone is really happy in that household. So. They probably stay um, in a but, lot. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Because obviously when that, you know, sex is such a part of an intimate relationship that when those patterns start to change, it really is very easy to attribute a little bit of that to 
yourself. Personal. Yeah. You know, so. Which is yeah, a shame. Well, thank you for that. That will be great. I, yeah, go ahead. And I do want to share another part of this, sure. too, which is really important. Uh, about seven years ago, <clears throat> my stepmom had, um, um, she had this vaginal mesh implanted, right. you know, and it's something that a lot of elderly women are dealing with. Um, and there have been a lot of problems associated with that. The mesh. So she had to insert a medical device every morning to help hold up her bladder. Well, the doctor had just given her KY jelly or, you know, just a regular lubricant. But she would bleed every morning that she would so insert she really that back. irritating. Yeah. So, you know, like you said earlier, you know, people don't like change. But she finally, I convinced her to use the feminine moisturizer instead of the over-the-counter. And she said after three days, and she was 85 at the time. After three days of using the feminine moisturizer, her bleeding stopped. Hmm. And then she told me that after a couple of weeks, her libido was coming back, at which point I was like, I'm I not listening. don't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But so that household was, was happy as well. So there is a real, um, there is a real place for women to at least try to give this feminine moisturizer a chance that have had any kind of problems with medical device um, insertion, uh, that vaginal mesh is a real problem. So okay. wanted to talk about that. And I want to thank you for all your time, but I have a couple more things I want to talk about. Do you have a few more minutes? Sure. I do. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, another yeah. thing we're finding a lot is there seems to be an explosion of warts, whether it be plantar warts or molluscum yes. type infections or vat yeah. or genital warts. Yeah, HPV. Um, and yeah. it sounds like this type of salve could be very helpful for that too. And yeah. so you have yeah, a so wart this, formula. I do. And this one took me a while to formulate. Um, <clears throat> in, uh, gosh. 2008, mm -hmm. I learned about an ingredient called dragon's blood. Dragon's blood is yet another kind of a tree resin from the Amazon. <clears throat> Pardon me. Hold on just a second. Um, so dragon's blood is from a tree called the tree of life. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, water would be great. Um, Medicine people in the Amazon, South America, have been using dragon's blood for thousands of years as an antiviral agent. Okay. And so I started to formulate and experiment with dragon's blood, and um, I really kind of, it's a different kind of a, uh, of a tree resin. You can just feel that it's doing something different. Um, when I start formulating with a new ingredient, I will fast on that ingredient for 24 hours. So I get a relationship with that ingredient. Okay. So that's kind of how I formulate as a very interactive, you know, approach. So by utilizing that, and it's a dark red, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful tree resin. Um, by bringing in that tree resin, and introducing it to the other resins that I'm already using, which is pine and fir and elderberry, it creates a whole nother action. Okay. It's a whole nother life. 
Um, but again, it is 100% food grade. Everything that I make, you can ingest, you can eat, you know. Um, okay. I think more than one time in your store, I've taken, taken a, finger a big of whatever it is, you know, and eaten it. So the wort formula, I also did add some oregano, which is just, you know, very antiviral, and uh, lemon balm. Okay. And so by adding all of these different antiviral uh, botanicals in the presence of these um, antiviral tree resins, you're really creating a pretty powerful compound. And so the wort formula is being used by a naturopath right here locally in the LA area to treat vaginal uh, warts, HPV. Excellent. It's pretty incredible. The same wart formula can be used um, on the bottom of children's feet for plantar warts. Um, Now with plantar warts, it's a different uh, process. Those are typically much more difficult to treat because they're on the bottom of the foot. And if you're walking around on salve, it's going to smush it out. It's going to be really hard. So what we say for plantar warts is just at nighttime to put a, a really big glob of the salve on that wart like that, like a big glob of it, and then put a Band-Aid over it and then put like an old sock over that. In case it comes out, yeah. Yes, so that as the evening progresses and that salve gently and naturally sort of soaks into the skin, there's more on top that will replace it so that you're getting a really good, um, you're really uh, dousing that all of those seven layers and of skin once a all day, and during the once day, you're day. right; it'll be gone in yeah. no time. Okay, right, right, excellent. So, vaginally, what we have women do is, since we're talking so openly about all this today, um, <clears throat> you can buy a, a glass um, applicator tube. Really, mm-hmm. I just bought one off of Amazon, mm-hmm. which I do use for the feminine moisturizer. And then we have them um, assume an inverted yoga pose and fill that applicator with the wart formula and then just insert that vaginally and hold an inverted pose for at least 10 minutes, like a shoulder stand or even a regular bridge position or something like that. And that way you're letting gravity do the work and that salve is just penetrating through the whole vaginal canal. Yeah, it's really good. Excellent. And it can be used for warts on the fingers, any really anywhere on the body. Yeah, that's easy. That only takes a few days. Okay. And lastly, and something that most states it's legal now, is we have cannabinoid receptors all through our body and our brain. So nature intended us to do something with the hemp plant and with CBD. And (laughs) after the 60s, it became synonymous with the potheads. So hemp became terrible. Now all of a sudden we're realizing there's some wonderful benefits of hemp. And you've come out Mm -hmm. with a few products that are, I guess, based on your original products, but have CBD added to it. One of them, we've had excellent results with your shingle salve. And, oh, good. And it's That's amazing great. because realistically, there's almost nothing to offer someone 
that has shingles. I know. You know, anything I know. topical. There's the antivirals on prescription. There's pain medication yeah. and yeah, scolding that they didn't get their shingles vaccine, which is a whole nother story. But when someone has <laughs> it, yeah, when someone yeah. has it, can you talk a little bit about your CB, CBD formulas? Yes. Um, so they're all in the base of the original healing salve, which I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but by proving that that salve penetrates through all seven layers in about 30 seconds, it's really key because the CBD molecules are larger yep. than a lot of other molecules. So there is some concern, and rightly so, that CBD molecules might not actually penetrate in a topical product, in a salve. And so by adding those CBD molecules to our original healing salve, and it's sort of like, you know, like dropping anchor, it really Pulls penetrates it very quickly. So that's why we get these kind of, you know, really fast results. And oftentimes if I'm at an event, I'll videotape somebody while they're putting our CBD salve for sore muscles and joints on, and just say, okay, I don't want you to do a showboat thing here, but I just want you to tell me how noticing? it's feeling literally in about five to yeah. ten seconds. Yeah, we see that I mean, here too. Immediate. And the, the other nice so, thing is so people say, so it's just like a local anesthetic numbing the area. And I say, no, if you are feeling better, you are yeah. feeling better. It's not blocking yeah. pain. It's not numbing the nerves. It's right. helping the body respond to the inflammation and the pain. About eight weeks ago, um, I was woken up in the middle of the night with this middle finger joint, um, so much pain that it literally woke me up from a, from a dead sleep. Um, now that I'm getting older, um, my no, joints not. are... <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> um, my hands are, I'm really feeling this, you know, mild arthritis starting to set in. My mom had it. Um, I think that my dad still has it. So I put uh, some of my sore muscle CBD salve pretty thickly on that middle joint, and I wrapped it with a Band-Aid. And Gary, I haven't had to reapply it, and it's been about eight weeks. So it's not just a topical anesthetic. I don't believe in that. Right. I hope that, nor that more than anything, what I want to offer people are products that are treating the root cause and not just... Putting a Band-Aid on it. Part of the <laughs> Band-Aid on it. Well, the Band-Aid is important to keep the sap. But it's, again, it's that increased circulation that's, you know, like turning up your hose. If you're trying to hose off your driveway yeah. and you only have 50% pressure, it's going to be a little frustrating, you know, to try to hose off all those leaves and dirt. But if you turn up that pressure, just Blows hoses it right everything away. right off. So on the CBD salves, you have one for shingles. You have one for sore muscles and joints. Yeah. Yeah. So we're taking those CBD molecules and delivering them right, right into that tissue okay. where they where it's really doing the very best. The shingles again, I add that dragon's blood, which is that wonderful tree resin from South America from the Tree of Life that indigenous people have been using for a long long time as an antiviral agent. Yeah. And so what we find is um you know, typically um, we, the feedback is, is that it helps, you know, in under a minute, under one minute is, is typically what I shoot for, for feedback. 
you know, every once in a while, we'll we'll um, talk to somebody who maybe is so advanced in their case that it takes a little bit longer to feel relief. Um, and then with shingles, there there is also some um, things that you can do internally again that really help control the outbreak. Okay. Number one with shingles, the golden rule is no nuts. Okay. No alcohol and no dairy. If you can keep nuts, alcohol, and dairy out of your diet and really adopt a, you know, like an engine two view, fresh fruits and vegetables, a lot of roughage, um, that will also really dramatically help your body to, um, to, uh, work through that that virus great thanks for those tips well you're welcome Joni. i want to thank you so much for you know giving me so much time and giving all of us so much great information um i can only imagine what's banging around in that head of yours that's coming next (laughs) so please keep me you know bounce ideas off me keep me in the loop and i hope we can have another chat like this again real soon I hope so. Anytime. I always look forward to our talks, Gary. And I learned so much from you. So thank you for all of this knowledge that you're sharing oh, with the world on your podcast. My pleasure. As a team, we can all, if we all work together, we can all make things so much better on all different so levels. So thank it's you. So and thank you. Um, have a great night or afternoon. And I will talk to you soon.